Hello. Hello. How are you? Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Doing good. I like a Tuesday. Me too. Tuesdays are the right day, I think. It's uh, it's the optimistic day. I try to tell my daughter, she doesn't believe me, it's the optimistic day. The optimistic in the sense of, like, the the week? Or Tuesday it? is full of possibilities. Monday Monday is a dreadful day. It okay. has all the wrong valence. I mean, I like a Monday. Monday's okay. I like any day I'm alive, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But I think Tuesday's an optimistic day. I feel good about a Tuesday. I got my whole day planned. I'm very excited. What's going on? What's happening? Can you well, share I do it? two podcasts. I have lunch. I take a nap. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm into it. I'm really into it. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's the, we're on Thanksgiving break. So everybody's at home, which is nice. Except you, you're out. I'm out. I'm doing podcasts. It's an optimistic day. Right. And then I'll go home later. I'll say a brief hello to my family. I'll eat a bunch of pho and then I'll go to sleep. What do they do while you're asleep? The King of the Hill. Uh, also my wife's telecommuting today. My daughter's probably playing a video game while talking to a friend on speakerphone while watching King of the Hill while possibly watching a second video on a third screen. Mm-hmm. Which is a new thing. It's, uh, it's fun to watch. King of the Hill? Oh, it's such a good show. With Bobby. Oh my God, it's so good. We were just watching the uh, I Don't Know You, That's My Purse episode. Oh, that's a classic one. Oh, it's so good. That's where he, he knees people in the... Um, yeah, yeah. The, boy, in the boy downstairs. Yes. Or that's my purse. Them, right? I Don't Know You. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Um, that's it's probably very, like the most memorable episode. Come to think of it, there's a lot. I, I was just saying this to my co-host on Dubai Friday. The first two seasons, they're all good. It's last season, less so, but the first two seasons in particular have a lot of good stuff. But then, I mean, you've got when he models for H Dumpty. That's a very good one. Uh-huh. Uh, the the large boys store, that's good. And then, but you get into like I think um, it's called what's it called uh. Bobby, I don't know the episode, but when he kicks people in the balls, I think that's up like season six. It's still a very good show. Are you jumping around? Are you watching them in order? Oh, whatever. My daughter, she's usually the couch commander, so yeah. I follow what she's watching. But no, we just wa- also watched the one where uh, Dale, uh, the, the doctor tells him he's going to die if he's exposed to any more insecticide. And so he gets a job at the adhesive company firing people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, really, the, the characters are so good. So good. Oh. Oh, just saw the one where Hank has no ass. That's very upsetting. I don't remember that one. There's one where where Hank's having trouble. He's about to be in the lawnmower uh, race, like competition, but he's got all this terrible pain. He goes to the doctor and the doctor diagnoses him as having no ass. (laughs) And they show a brief flash of his tiny, tiny, tiny little lack of a butt. And he has to wear a butt prosthetic and the guys make fun of him. It's really funny. Also, he has a narrow urethra. (laughs) (laughs) anyways happy thanksgiving yeah here we are there we are entertain us so i i got a uh while i was on skype uh uh, signed in and and waiting for um for the show to start i got a a message on skype a a text message or whatever Uh you know from a, a friend of mine who's passed away oh no um about a a year ago was it about a business opportunity? Uh, it was a link to a website that was not, yeah, like some kind of a spam. It wasn't porn or anything, but it was some business garbage. I get, I get at least two of those a week. But so does that mean people, that someone has hacked now, hacked yeah. his, the account of a deceased man and yes, yes. is now spamming people from it? Well, they've hacked, hacked an account. I, I doubt it was specifically because he's deceased, but yeah. I don't know. These people are jackals. 
But uh, yeah, you know, I get a couple a week and I never click on them because it's somebody I talked to once on a Skype call in like 2008. And then I get a, and some of them, I've had it happen from people whose names you would know. Like it's, it's weird. Yeah. It happens. It sucks. I'm still on old Skype. I don't know why it hasn't made me upgrade yet. See, when mine upgraded, I, and I got this message, I assumed that it was like something he had sent me a long time ago that somehow I didn't see and had bubbled up. But that must it have was been jarring, Dan. From a few emotionally, that must have been from very a few weird. days ago, and I was like, "Wow, yeah, it was weird." Yeah, I don't like stuff like that. I mean, like I, it, I was hoping in a way that maybe because he was a bit of a prankster, uh, and I oh, thought yeah. maybe this was like something that he had set up a long time ago to like, and just even though he's he's passed away, that somehow this is like a, you know, like something yeah. that 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 would would come back it was like a timed thing but no it cotton, was cotton hill did that to hank so oh, he yeah him even after he died yeah yeah he wanted to be flushed down the last uh, toilet that general Patton used no spoilers yeah i'm looking at my spam now yeah there's a lot of lovely ladies that want to meet me mm-hmm. and they <clears throat> they name they name me specifically oh yeah I can, get, I can get my bonus i can confirm my winning ticket uh-huh. sexy girl has a new, oh my goodness, there's a lot of emojis in this, an F-Buddy request. I've never, I've never got an F-Buddy request. There's Elena. Is she just looking three, for that with no strings? Yeah. No and strings? And it uses the emojis, uh, kissy mouth and 18 with a buster through it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh no, Elena, who's a diamond and a spade. Wow, it's a little bit ping pong. She's 300 meters from my home and 25 years old. Just sitting there waiting. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Abriana, Abriana is desperate to hook up. Um, oh, there's some peaches. That's meet hot chicks, hot underscore chicks here. Uh, <laughs> boy, I got, I got a lot. I should, I should look at this more. Oh, there's Elena. She's still 300 meters from my house. I should really like uh, a live live update or anything. Or not? I, I don't. I haven't. I haven't clicked. I'll click in a minute. Um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> Um, oh, let's see. Rich Casino. I guess that's his, that's his family name. Rich Casino. He says, I've won money. Um, oh, so there's Sexy Girl again. Uh, a lot of emojis. Angie. There's Angie. Oh, yeah. So someone named, uh, someone called Asian Nudes says, Supergirl is waiting. Uh, protect my home with ADT security. Oh, Nail Fungus. Eat this for breakfast to destroy it. And there's Elena. She's still 300 meters from my house. Rich Casino, boy, he's been busy. Okay. All right. That's good to know. It's nice. It's nice to feel wanted. It's nice to feel loved. It's nice to know that even if I don't click on every Rich Casino, it's always out there waiting for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody wants to meet you in the spam folder. It's like a regular cheers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> You're super start popular in, in your own email. I am. And in within 300 meters of my house, I got to start clicking on Elena's. <sighs> So, mm-hmm. I don't have a surprise. Oh, oh! By the request of a listener, bulk bag, bulk bulk bag, bulk bulk bag, bulk bag. What, yeah, what is it? Charleston, Charleston shoes. What are they? Goldenberg, Goldenberg, Golden, Goldenberg, Goldenberg shoes <laughs> from uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Grew up eating the Goldenberg shoes. Buy them in a bulk bag. In a bulk bag. Bulk bag. Full size bars. Bulk bag. <laughs> Dove bar. <laughs> Dove bar. Uh, I Dove do. Bar. I have. I, there was a question that came in from listeners who wanted a little bit. Listener Dan. Listener Dan. Am I right? I 
think so. That one Can more- you share the link or setup for how Dan uses the yes. iPad for dev work using Mosh? That's right. Yes. So uh, there isn't a link because the email that came in was not, it was an email, it was not an article that I could point to, but it it was very good and it, it could be it's an article in its own right. Um, but basically, I'll give a, a quick summary of this. And do that, that is, do that. This is huge. Can you just re- quickly recap for folks who haven't tuned in, <clears> recap <throat> what it is you're describing? Because it, it sounds like like Disney magic to me, what it yeah. is that you're able to do. Yeah. Tell folks what's happening with this. This is an interesting topic to me. So um, basically, what when the new iPad Pro came out, I thought of this as a nice opportunity for me to revisit how much how much actual code and, and development work could I do on an iPad. Because the last time that I had um, an iPad, it was iPad Air 2, I believe, and I was using it a lot and I loved it so much that I said, I, I, I wish I could just take this with me whenever I'm going somewhere that's not my office or where I'm not doing work because there have been a number of oppor- of of times of situations where I might have traveled somewhere or been out somewhere or something and all I had was my iPad and there I, I needed to do some work I needed to fix a bug in Fireside or something like that where uh I would have normally been able to do it just fine on a computer but I only had the iPad and I wanted to be able to do it on the iPad I'm not trying to make there are the, the person who wrote in with these instructions or these suggestions, um, he did, he was saying he does all his work on his iPad. He is a Rails developer, and when you're talking about doing Rails, you're not just talking about writing code in a window. There's a, a full stack beneath this, and typically you need to have a web server that can execute and run the Rails code. Uh, you also need to have a database of some kind. And yes, you can do that with SQLite, but most people are doing it with MySQL or PostgreSQL. So you're talking about, and, and there's a lot of other gems and there's the whole Ruby environment that has to be set up and the Rails environment on top of that and the rack and everything else that goes into doing Rails development. It's not as straightforward as something like, and I, I don't mean to imply that software development for the Mac or iOS is, is simple or straightforward, but if you have Xcode, you have most of what you need to begin developing and, and even testing the application. You don't always need an, an entire infrastructure stack beneath it. You need gems and stuff, don't you? You do. And, uh, and so to get all of this stuff working, you need to have a full rail stack environment. Now, getting this set up on a Mac is easy and a Linux machine is easy. And, and now with Windows on Windows 10 with the Linux subsystem, it's just as easy there. And, and one of my little pet projects is if I get some kind of new uh, environment, new operating system, whatever. My question is, can I get this full stack up and running on it? And it was, um, we talked about this back when I got that Surface Pro uh, to try out that I was able to get the whole thing running with the Windows Linux subsystem. So can you do this on an iPad? The answer should be obvious. The answer is no, you can't because you can't compile things on it in in a way because you don't have access to the uh, to the Unix-like subsystem. and And Beneath the scenes, behind the scenes on a Mac, is uh, is Unix. It, it's a BS. It's a flavor of BSD Unix called Darwin that uh, that Apple used and basically built OS X from the beginning. It was it was built on that, and there is nothing even remotely like that that we can access on an iPad. Although my understanding is that at its heart there are a lot of similarities between iOS and other devices, and that perhaps they too are some kind of Darwin esque or BSD subsystem but we're so far removed from that if that's even still the case 
that there's no way to do that kind of thing. So how is it that that listener had the opportunity to say, I'm going to use this iPad and it's going to be my full-time development thing. Like that's all I'm going to have. And I was curious about this too, because there are those situations where, gosh, it would be great to know that all I brought with me was my iPad. But if I need to do some work, it's possible. So what he did is uh, he has a remote server that he has set up. I recommend Linode. That's where I host all my stuff anyway. And you can get a virtual private server, what they call a VPS server, for five bucks a month. And that's that's not like with a special deal. That's just like anyone can go and just sign up right now to do that. And they've been a sponsor, but I've been a customer for a long, long time. So I like them. But any virtual private server, any VPS server or real server would do. Uh, you could even... Have your own Mac Mini at Mac Mini Colo or a gateway through to your own house where you have a server set up, whatever you want to do. The fact is, to make this work, you need a server sitting there somewhere. But what this guy does is he uses software to connect to that remote server. And on that remote server, he has set up his entire development environment. That is the full stack for Rails and everything else. And he uses software on that server called Vim which is like the, um, uh, I guess you could call it the most modern uh, version of VI these days. VI is a, is a uh, text editor, but Vim is a contraction of VI improved. So that's where Vim is. It's, it is edit, a, edit your buffers. You got to edit your buffers. It's a clone mm-hmm. of VI, but it has tons of additions. It's, um, it is a wonderful, highly customizable piece of software that... People have added so many really cool plugins so that you can get uh, even like a a tab style interface where you can have multiple documents open and shift between them and edit and do all of your editing in Vim. And I know lots of developers who are choosing Vim, which is a a text-based editor over graphical editors, because once you get good at it, you're really fast. I'm not that good, by the way, but there are people who are really good with that. It's weird to watch people who are good at it. I know that it's it, it, I mean, I've got the Mac version that has key commands and stuff, but the whole thing right. of it is that I and escape and like just watching people do that and stuff that seems so obscure to somebody who uses a UI. Like normally you think about clicking to get somewhere, but the ability to just have it in your fingers that I move this many this when I hit this, it moves this many characters right for right. selection, this many lines down. And you can it's jump so and crazy. select and uh it's yeah. it's super powerful if you're willing to it's a whole different way of thinking about text editing that's an original way of text i mean this is the original exactly way to edit text and it's so different from a gui so different and uh and so what this guy is doing is he's connecting on his ipad using a a a terminal client which i'll explain in a second he's using that to connect to his remote server and on the remote server that's where he's actually doing all of his development that's where he's uh, editing files and saving things and making git commits and doing deploys. He's all doing it from the remote server. So really, he's not doing the development on the iPad. He's doing it using the iPad or through the iPad or, or something along those lines. So, uh, But the, the software that he's using on the iPad to connect to the remote machine is what's key. And this is what makes all of that possible. And uh, the software is is called Mosh. So the way that we connect to remote machines, if you've ever seen someone like typing with the text on a black screen and they're typing in commands like in the Matrix with Trinity hacking in the beginning, that kind of stuff, that's done with what's called a terminal client. Back in the old days, we had a protocol to connect to remote machines called Telnet. 
Telnet was not very secure, so they came out with something that was secure, and it's called SSH, which stands for Secure Shell. And all of the traffic that you send is encrypted, and it uses um, it uses public and private key encryption, and it's it's pretty good. But the problem with that is, as you can imagine, especially if you're on an iPad, uh, your connection might be intermittent, right? You might have Wi-Fi, and you might not, or you might be on cellular, or you might... Um, have to switch to another window and just because of the nature of the way the iPad is where, yeah, it's kind of multitasking, but it's also kind of single tasking that typically if you were to go away from a terminal window long enough, it would disconnect or it would time out. And uh, you don't want that, especially if you're in the midst of editing 20 different files in your Vim editor and, you know, whatever. So there are some ways to get around that. But one of the best ways is this, is this uh, SSH replacement called Mosh. So what Mosh does is uh, you type the command Mosh instead of SSH. You could do this from any Linux, Unix, Mac type machine that has it on there. It's open source. And it will make an SSH connection and then redirect to another port where it opens this uh, equally secure Mosh connection. And the Mosh is special because it's tolerant of those kinds of interruptions, right? So if you disconnect... Uh, or disconnect for a second and reconnect or switch away or even heck just turn your ipad off and go into another room and watch a show and come back that connection will be maintained and through the magic of mosh so that makes it possible to have this kind of you know um fault tolerant connection to another machine while you're on uh while you're on your ipad and the software to do that on the ipad is called blink and it was i think it was like it was either 10 or 20 bucks and and uh that's a lot to pay for a terminal client um in fact most of the best terminal clients like the one on mac like iterm that i really like is free and you could donate but i said you know what this seems like such a valuable application i'll i'll spring for it and i'm really glad i did um it's a great application it actually gives you what feels like a command prompt with even some basic unix commands including mos mosh and ssh and other things and you can just type the commands in in this window and connect to your remote machine and do the work. That's not for me. If all I had was an iPad, I could make that solution work. But that's just not how I work. That's just not the, the way that I want to do it. So what I have is a compromise. And what I've been experimenting with in the little bit of uh, time that I've had to, to experiment with this is um, I use, uh, and we did talk about this last week, a Textastic for text editing it ha- it is a lovely text editor as good as many of the ones you'd find on on the mac itself uh maybe better than some and it has colored syntax highlighting and all the thing you know tabbed uh views for editing files and things like that and the part that's magic is if you use that in tandem with uh is it i'm gonna look at the name of this working copy i think is the name of this hold yeah. on let me uh, that's that's the that's the, the one right thing everybody loves yeah that's it yeah it's working copy and if you uh if you go into that application that will allow you to check out all of your github repositories or whichever ones you want you check those out and then they become a source for the files just like a file browser source in uh in textastic so essentially you check your project out through working copy now you have all those files in textastic so you can edit them make any changes that you want you can then commit and push the changes with working copy the only thing you can't do is the actual deploy so that's where having a remote server would still come in handy because from there you could connect mosh or or even ssh to that remote server 
and do your deploy if you need to do it. The only problem is, of course, you can't do any testing locally. You can't do any of that stuff. So um, it's not the perfect answer. But for me, working in Vim in a, in a window on an 11-inch iPad all day, that's, that's not how I'm going to roll. But I did set it all up and I got it all working. And now I know that if I was in a situation where I needed to test that, I, I could do it. But that is the very long explanation for how this guy is doing it. And I did have a couple other people who contacted me uh, other ways who wanted to hear this. So for those of you who are have no interest in this, I apologize. And for those of you who've been excitedly awaiting it, there you go. Yeah. But I do have- I think a, it's super cool. I do have a different iPad than I had before, Merlin. Hmm. Did you get the big one? No, but I, I would tell you about something I like, and then I'll, I'll... Would you tell Would you tell me about something you like, and then I want to hear about this new iPad of yours? Well, I don't know what the hell's going on there. <laughs> I, I would like to tell you about Eero. Era, oh come on! Life is too short for bad Wi-Fi, Merlin. Don't you know? Short, Dan. Don't too short. you know? So mm. Eero, it feels longer, but not in a good way, right? If you got bad Wi-Fi, your your life just feels like oh, you're measuring out in teaspoons. <laughs> get an Eero. <laughs> that's that's right. You can give don't crap me negative, man. Get 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 an Eero. Eero is a modern take on getting you connected to Wi-Fi. That's basically what it is in a nutshell. They, they came out in uh, the beginning of 2016. And since then, they have just been nonstop improving this thing. They came out with the second generation Eero system. And this includes the little, uh, the little beacons. So what you're doing, instead of just getting one big base station and plopping it down in one room and hoping that it's powerful enough to reach the rest of your house, instead of that, this lets you build a custom Wi-Fi system that's perfectly tailored to your house or your office or wherever you want to use this thing using these little beacons. The beacons are not range extenders. They're more than that. They're better than that. What they are is is little intelligent uh, mini, almost like mini base stations, really. So you've got your one unit that connects to the, the um, you know, wherever your internet's coming in. So you've got your cable modem or your DSL, or your fiber, whatever. And then the Ethernet cable plugs into the Eero. And basically at that point, you're done. Then you take these beacons and you use the app on your phone. And as you're walking through your house, it'll say, oh, you should put one right here. Put one right here. So you plug that one in. Now that entire section of your house is covered. You might need one. You might need two. You might even need up to, to three to cover the entire space of your house. But what this gives you is a fast connection, a reliable connection increased speed and better range they have tri-band radios in them and and that's the whole point of this and um and and it just makes everything so easy and so effortless and now you won't have dead spots you won't have slow spots you'll you'll get Mm-mm. full coverage and what um what they want me to make sure to to mention and and, and I, this is really cool i know you're a fan of this is what's called mm-hmm. eero plus mm-hmm. so this is designed to provide uh simple reliable security that's going to defend your home's devices not just computers but all the devices that you have against all these threats right like there's malware there's spyware there's phishing attacks there's unsuitable content that you might not want your kids uh to look at um the combination of eero and eero plus you're going to get total protection for your network for all the devices anyone who uses them as they connect to the internet uh it's super cool and what's the way this works? Because I was very curious about this. Like, how is it going to block? <clears throat> how is it going to block content? It checks the sites you visit 
when you go to visit a site. <laughs> you I, never feel more small than when you're trying to test a content blocker. I, I know. Because it requires you to summon up in your mind, what's the most horrible thing I can think of to search for? <laughs> the dark web. My son said the other day, he mentioned the word dark web. I'm like, what do you, how do you know what the dark web even is? No, that's no good. Uh, How does he know that? But what? So you go and you type in it, you go to a website, it compares that against a database of millions of known threats in the Aero Plus system, and it will prevent you from accidentally visiting one of these malicious sites, but it does it in a way that doesn't slow anything down. It's also got built-in content, the Aero Plus content blocking. So it automatically tags sites that have violent, illegal, or adult content, so you can choose what your kids can and cannot see, and you're doing this all in the Aero app. That's the other thing and ad blocking so you can get rid of ads and pop-ups on your devices without having to install anything on your devices ain't that ironical i love it and because of that it is going to improve load times for sites that have tons of ads um i mean they've got every they've got uh everything everything you name it so that that's it this is why i want everyone to go and try this and uh oh and they've got really really good customer support too oh and they want me to mention here mm. because we have nerds in our audience that it has wpa2 encryption and uh because they entire they control the entire network what about the radios dan oh they've got radios in there they got radios did you know that mm-hmm. they got different radios wi-fi now. uh radios are living up inside of that i was i you know what i did i, I can't keep my mouth shut any longer i added the y-axis to mine i i, I is that I, a new five to send uh, five gigahertz huh? radio the radios, the radio, radio live transmission. <laughs> they uh, they sent me the, the three pack, oh, nice. three pack Shakur, and that worked fine. But I wanted to go to the Y axis, and so I bought a, a fourth one with my own goddamn money and put it in the garage. And now oh. I, I, my mesh is in three dimensions. You, it's not you all like, just on one flat; it's all through the whole ding dang house. I want to I want to learn more about your your garage later. But uh, listen, mm. I love this thing. They've got yeah. great support if you ever need any help with it. The app is really cool. Uh, and, and so they have a special offer. They want you to never think about Wi-Fi again. They're giving $100 off the Eero base unit and two beacons package and a year of Eero Plus. I won't say you don't want Eero without Eero Plus because it's still very good, but Eero Plus takes it Just that app alone. to the but next yeah, Eero, Eero level. Eero Plus is super cool, especially if you're concerned about <clears throat> you know, stuff your kids sees. It's, yeah. it's pretty neat. And this, this, this is already so long, but one nice thing is you can have what are called profiles. And so a profile is basically usually a person. So you could create a profile for your tween-aged kid and say these kinds of things apply to this. There are limitations on how much stuff you can use, et cetera, da 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 da. It's pretty cool. It's a it's a really neat way to segment how things get filtered. It's it's a very clever system and I love the app. So they can go to Eero E E R O Eero.com slash back to work. And when you check out, enter the code back to work and you'll get a hundred bucks off the base unit with the two beacons and a year of Eero Plus. I love this. I love the company. Great, great stuff. Uh, go check it out. Eero.com slash back to work. Eero.com. Dan, uh, it's my understanding that you may have a different iPad than you had the last time we recorded. So remember how we talked about it and I said that I was having regrets that I didn't get the cellular. Oh, regretsies. Yeah. You know, and I don't like to live with regrets. Mm -mm. Uh, so I just, and you said, Dan, you're going to be fine. You don't need it. Uh You're going to be fine. You won't, you probably won't use it. And I thought, you know, but what, what if, what if, so I went to this site at, right after the show, I went to the site and I looked it up and I said, okay, you get the 11 inch display, you get, you know, uh, space gray and the difference in cost, um, with the 256 gigs, the difference between the Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi plus cellular 
was a hundred and uh, 150 bucks. Less I, than the cost of the keyboard case. Yes. And I thought here I got this stupid keyboard case, which I'm not in love with. I like less every day. Uh, but here's something that might come in really, really handy. And mm-hmm. I, after having this thing for almost, it won't make it future proof, but it will make it future resistant. I like that. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. had this thing for almost two weeks by that point, and I was like, well, I could really see where having this would would come in handy. And and there were a couple times already where it would have come in handy. And I thought, all right, how can I get one of these? So I, of course, I went to the site, and it is you know it's not in the local store. It's not anywhere and it's not going to deliver until second week of December or something. I'm like, all right, well, now I need to make a choice. I either have to take the one oh, that I have a little game to find what is in stock. Well, yeah, that too. I didn't want a silver one. I wanted a space gray one and they did have a silver one. I didn't want to get a big one. So anyway, I'm sitting here like wondering about this, worry about this, not sure what to do. Do I order a new one? Take the old one back because, you know, you've only got the two weeks to return mm-hmm. it until now if you get it now because it's the holidays then they give you like 60 days to return it instead of two or something it's something oh. bigger but i i had missed that because i ordered it right away when the thing was announced so uh i i would have had to take it back you know like by today actually oh, uh God. and and so i said well maybe i'll take it back and i'll just not have it for a couple weeks I'm like, well, that kind of sucks, though. But that's what I'll do, and then I'll get it. And then just on a whim, the next day, I checked, and they had one in stock in, oh, in the store. Oh, yeah. Oh so boy. so I, I bought that, and then I walked back and returned the other one. They handed me the new one, and I left, and I restored it from backup, and it took like 30 seconds to restore from backup. And it was it was like nothing had changed, except now I had cellular service. That's so. wild. Pretty cool. They made Good for it you. super so painless. But you got the same capacity size. Everything exactly the same, just added the cellular to it. Okay. Good for you. And how, um, uh, I believe I know who your phone vendor is. How difficult was it to add the service to the super, device? Did you have to call them? No, I didn't have to call them. You go into it and uh, and you you it gives you a choice. I'm guessing that the Apple SIM is um, carrier ambiguous so it'll work mm. with any carrier so carrier fluid carrier fluid mm-hmm. and uh that should be the title i think but it um it works just fine with um with any of them that were in the list so you pick the one from your list and then it looks you up i guess based on your information and says how um you know do you want to get your own plan for this device or do you want to tie it into your existing plan and then and that's the way you can get it for what is like Wish everything was that 10 easy. bucks a month or something and it's just activated now i did get a weird message that said no sim even though i knew there was a sim it said no sim and so i googled that and uh, there's an a- article on apple site that says uh if it says no sim restart it and then it should go away and if it doesn't go away then uh call apple but it did go away <laughs> so knowledge base yeah <laughs> so you shouldn't have this problem if you do have this problem do this right if that doesn't work do something else exactly <laughs> exactly uh, so well that's exciting yeah. and um and so have you had occasion to use it on the go uh only only one so far and it was it was so fast that it was as if i was on the wi-fi and i didn't know any better Oh, I'll tell you, buddy, unless you've got the kind of system I've got at home. Well, you know, I've got real fast internet at home. 
But there's been a funny phenomenon that's happened, I've noticed, in the last year or even two years, probably last year, which is so often you go somewhere and wherever you end up going, especially like if you're in a hotel room with that horrible, unsecure Wi-Fi, it's mm. just garbage, or you upgrade to their super fast, you know, <laughs> five megabits down and still unsecured. Uh, it's amazing, if you're, especially if, if you're in like a city, how much the LTE is faster if it's available. It's it's real strange. It's it difficult is. to find out exactly. Like you look at maps and stuff, but you don't know. Like if you're in a hotel, like what it's going to be like. It's shocking how much it is like 10 times faster to use LTE. And with your big boy device, you can put lots of movies and stuff on there. Netflix, yep. Yep. Plex. Yep. You can put so much stuff on there that, you know, you don't need to stream, you know? Yeah. I did that. I finally, I, I, uh, I think um, you were one of the advisors on this. I now have like about 10 iTunes movies and I put six or so Plex movies mm-hmm. on, on my big iPad. And I'm, I'm glad I got the larger model. Uh, you know, I, I, if I had a 64 gig, it would be utterly impossible to do what I'm doing now. And how are you enjoying the bigger screen? I really like it. We were watching basketball uh, a couple nights ago. Um, and my, my wife and I were just sitting in bed before dinner, just hanging out and watching the Warriors on the uh, iPad. And it looks great. It looks great. It's still, I mean, like for banging around you, the house. Wait a minute. How are you sure you weren't just watching that video game that they came out with that looks so real? So real. How you do you know sweat. that it's not, you weren't so just watching real. like a demo of that? I don't understand how you play that game. You don't, don't play it. You just observe it. You just observe yeah. it. Yeah. And then, like sometimes, Steph Curry's out for for like a couple of weeks because right. of injuries. But you just yeah. want to zoom in on on this on the sweat on his C- shoulder. Kevin Durant's morale is very low right now. He's really off his game. He and Clay are not hitting the hitting the three pointers like we like. Uh, seriously, um, <clears throat> uh, it's great. It's still a little big for my laying in bed looking at the iPad purposes. Oh yeah, but you know I've still got the other you know, less large one, which is good for that. But no, it's real good. Like last night, um, like I said, two, two podcasts today, I was doing a little prepping last night and it's great to just stick that giant ass iPad in a stand, have a keyboard in your lap. And if you're doing mostly text things, you yeah. rarely have to touch the screen. It's great. Okay. Now <clears throat> I have an iCloud question for you. iCloud photo yes. question for you. Okay. Yes. So I noticed that all of the uh, photos just sort of showed up on my iPad from yep. my phone. And I don't, I don't recall like what settings I had chosen, whether it's they're streaming them, whether they're copying them, I don't know. And and so I want some clarity on all of that, if you if you can offer it, as far as like, because when I, I notice when I tap one of the photos, it doesn't open immediately. It has that little time spinner thing where mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's it has downloaded a thumbnail from iCloud, but it hasn't actually downloaded the full photo until I tap on the photo. And then the photo is now in the library and if i open that photo subsequently it's instantaneous but if i open the one next to it there's a little yeah. little timing thing and then it will open um so do i are all of the photos there are some of the photos there is it the photo stream how the, what the heck am i doing you've at this point pretty much exhausted my actual understanding <laughs> of what's okay. going on my actual understanding is that as ever the cloud is the truth and so your devices contribute back to the cloud when you take a photo um, and it, it takes its damn sweet time to upload it. But then, you know, you take a photo on your phone, right. it goes into the cloud and it's pretty good at managing all that, but the cloud is the truth. I think the one distinguishing thing is that it used to be when you got a new phone or you restored your phone, it would, you would get so hot underneath right. the lens. Yes. You could feel it was just so, and that was usually because it was trying to pull down thousands and thousands of photos. Well, you don't, it's not my understanding. This is like a Jason Snell question. I'm just pulling this out of my butt, but it's my understanding now that if you have iCloud uh, photo library on, that is still the case. It all, it all lives in the cloud. And 
it is my understanding or guess that what you're getting is a pretty okay sized thumbnail of what's there. And it doesn't actually, as you say, it does not actually download until you click on it. Um, and I don't know. And maybe it's like Netflix where they're serving different things for different needs. I wouldn't be surprised to know there's at least several versions saved. Like there's the full size, there's a medium sized for like browsing. And then there's a thumbnail size for like flipping around. I don't know. But it works, in my experience, it works pretty well. There's still the problem of face recognition being the same on all the different devices because of the privacy constraints they put on it. But no, I think that's pretty much how it works. Long and short of it is I've had cause to restore several iOS devices in the last few months. And in every case, um, unrelatedly, perhaps, the apps all seem to load very fast now, you know? And, and and second to your point, it does not seem to be pulling down all the photos anymore. It it used to take it could take a week to restore an iOS device, if not at least a full day. But um, in some cases, one time it took me a couple of weeks, and I couldn't figure out why. But yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's what's happening now. Have you, have, just out of curiosity, have you gotten Lightroom yet? Oh no, I haven't. Is it is it uh, is that good? Crazy, really good. Yeah, and it does stuff with, if you get the premium, um, you up, upgrade. Yeah. You get the, um, you can uh, do stuff with raw. That's just crazy. A lot of this, you know, Snapseed, Google Snapseed app, which I also really love, does a lot of this already. But some, but uh, the good apps will detect when something is a raw photo. Like if you've taken Halide. Um, and you can, you can pull out uh, levels out of your photo that are just unbelievable. When I mean, you look at it on an iPad, it just, it just pops. So I, I see when I went in here and I searched for Lightroom, I see two. One of them is Adobe Lightroom CC yeah. for iPad, and the other is Adobe Lightroom CC. They're different. Which They're, one do I get? Well, it depends. You get the regular one for your iPhone. You get the other one for your iPad. Okay. They're different. But I think the service, it's just you, res- you restore purchases like you would anywhere else. Right. It works on both. Yeah, I, I erroneously downloaded the iPhone one for my iPad, but then got the iPad one. I haven't spent a ton of time with it, but it is really, as you can imagine, like Snapseed on, on steroids. It does. <laughs> I, I was playing around. We've had all this terrible air quality, so I've oh, taken yeah. lots of uh, photos in I've been experimenting with taking more photos in fairly low light. This one's not that dramatic, but it's kind of cool. I don't know if this is even going to work. But Lightroom gives you so much. First of all, Lightroom has all of that amazing. uh, If you hit auto in Lightroom, it does a pretty serviceable job of of picking up the stuff that you want. The photo I sent you is at about, I'm going to say probably, let's see here. It's at 4.41 p.m. Our sunset is about almost exactly five right now. It's not that interesting, except if you notice, is it pulling it down? Oh, it's not the fully detailed version. You can almost see individual leaves on that tree. First of all, you can see the sun mm-hmm. with the haze. Mm-hmm. You can see the reflection in the Pacific yeah. of, of the the sun. You can't really, in the copy I sent, you can't really see it. But first of all, you can see the uh, in the darkness of that post, mm. you can actually see that kind of stapley look of the cheap wood. Oh, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. And um, you can see like almost individual, you can't really see it on the one I sent you, but in almost individual leaves on the trees, um, Lightroom is really good at that. Uh, and it can do it all automatically. You know what it's like, and like I say, Snapseed is a free option for this. If y'all haven't tried Snapseed, I really recommend it. Google obtained, made an app called Snapseed. And if you just want to perk up one of your snapshots real quickly, Snapseed is so great. Add a little bit of, um, a little bit of sharpening, a little bit of presence, it uh, it can really make your photos um, pop. Very cool. But I took you off. I took you off what you were saying. Yeah, my my recommendation: Snapseed. 
and Lightroom. Um, and I guess Photoshop's coming. Photoshop's way too much firepower for me yeah, on me any too. platform. Me I too. just do not have need for that. I use Acorn on a Mac. I know Pixelmator is very good as well. Um, but anyhow, um, you were saying about photos. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Um, I, I should, I mean, I don't have, you know how it is when you're getting set up with something or unboxing. Mm. The last thing you want to do is like spend a lot of time pausing over the details. I, I should probably learn more about how that initial passing of settings works. So if you get an iOS device, a new one, and you have it next to or near your current iOS device, your current iOS device will say, hey, it looks like you got a new, new thing. You want me to put your stuff on there? And you go, yeah. And you say, okay, shoot this, you know, screen. Uh, did you, I mean, I know Wi-Fi gets picked up on there and like basic settings. Do, what all gets, when you do that setup, first of all, am I describing this correctly? Yeah, totally. And you're, a, you're basically saying what is getting copied over from your existing iOS device to the new iOS device. I mean, it, if it only did Wi-Fi, that would be great because Wi-Fi is, it does more. It, it does more. I think it does. No, it does. I think it pulls over. I'm guessing, this is purely a guess. Please don't email me. I'm guessing it's a fair number of things that you would consider, th- you know, things in the settings area, like basic stuff about Bluetooth, maybe Bluetooth connection. I don't know. I, it's, it'd be interesting to know, but it does a real good job of it. And then, um, I, I, don't, I, I, I wonder if it's apps, it, I wonder if it's app settings too, because it did. Well, it is to some degree because, and here's the thing. I, I think we need somebody like Renee Ritchie or Jason Snell to spend a few months, you know, detailing every single uh, one of these uh, things that gets set up. But here's what I know. And there's probably already an article. Someone probably already did that. Yeah, I'm just looking on the Apple site here to see if there's an explanation of it. But I can tell you that uh, it definitely does Wi-Fi. I believe that it does, to some degree, at least some of keychain data gets copied oh, across sure. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there are um, there are definitely sign-ins and things like that that are already done. I have never had to sign in to iCloud on uh, the iPad. It just did it. But what I did have to sign into again were a few of my email accounts. Um, mm-hmm. it, it did require that. So if there is a keychain, maybe it's limited to the iCloud stuff and not to other websites, but there were other things that just sort of worked. And I was like, Oh, I guess I don't need to sign in. I guess that process. Already I, had a, I think signed I had in. for the first time ever, I had a total of two sign-ins, one for my iCloud, one for my media, two Apple IDs. And, the, and I mean, yeah, you're right in the apps. There are still things. Cause I got a UB key for a bunch of stuff and it wanted to reauthenticate, reauthenticate. But the, um, but in the case of the uh, 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 the i oh it remembers all the wi- it remembered every Wi-Fi um, network I've ever been on it had all that damn yeah that's wild yeah it's a good idea so I would say to go through this is apropos of nothing but I I think it's a good idea to go through eh, I don't know what every month or so go through your um, previous Wi-Fi connections and delete any you don't recognize don't need. Or in particular, it would be easy to fake. Like, if you have something in there called Marriott, get rid of it. If you have something in there called Starbucks, get rid of it. I mean, because there are, if somebody were to set up a rogue station somewhere, mm-hmm. it would be so easy yeah. to call it something that everybody is connected to at one point or another. I just, you know, and it, it'll, it'll idiotically do that all the time. That. It happens all the time. All the time. For sure. And I, that is a easy attack vector that's, you know, the convenience of reconnecting to stuff is not worth it. 
Totally agree. I also have, I have a weird superstition about this. I don't know if this is specifically era related, but I have a weird superstition that has no basis in fact or science. But um, if it occurs to me that my wireless is seeming slow or weird, um, I'll delete. I'll say forget this network and reconnect. And sometimes it feels faster after you reconnect. Oh, really? Eero makes a point. Sorry, this is not an ad for Eero. Um, they are a sponsor. But one thing that's neat about Eero is if you're in their advanced if, uh, lab settings, they have a thing now that will go go an extra mile to verify whether you can be on a higher speed network than the one you're on. So the two point, what is the, you know, the, I don't even know the letters and the numbers, but there's the slower G and then the faster one. And it will try to the extent possible to always keep you on the fast band. It's really good at that. But I don't know. I have a superstition about that. Delete, delete, delete. Um, I think you have a second thing to tell me about that you like. I would love to tell you about care of. Care of. Care of. That's 30 days of pills. That's, that's it right there. I've got a few more to do. Yeah. Care of. Care of. So this is the thing. And I was just talking to a friend of mine and she's doing... Uh, care of stuff as well. And I, I think she heard about it on the show and she tried it out. And she told me this morning, well, first, let me tell you what it is. It is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers a personalized vitamin and supplement pack to your door. And what's different about this is a lot of us, myself included, I don't necessarily know the right vitamins for me. I wouldn't know where to begin vitamin supplements it seems like you could go and spend days reading about this stuff and come away and say i guess i should be taking this i guess this is the right amount you know who knows well the, the answer is they know care of knows and what you do is you go to their website and they have a simple little like a, i don't want to call it a survey it's more like a little quiz and it's kind of fun and it asks you about your diet your health goals your lifestyle choices how old you are things like that and then based on that information of what you identify as this is what's important to me about my health this is this is what i want to be better at or this is what i'm having trouble with or just this is how old i am what am i supposed to have it takes five minutes and it will come back and it will tell you, this is what you should be taking. And they put together these little packs for you. So you get a month's worth in a big box. And then inside of that are these little individually sealed uh, little packets. So you can grab one of those and go. And they're de- so they're delivered to your door. They're in these little daily packs. It's perfect because you no longer have to sit there with a, a pill uh, container and meter out the pills and put them into something and try and remember. Well, try, to get- try Googling any of that. Seriously. It's, it's, so, it's such a thistle to find out what anything even means. Yeah, you know what it is. And they have vegan and vegetarian supplement options. So if that's important to you, they, they can accommodate you. But the cool thing about this is, and what my friend was telling me, she said, you know, I'm actually saving. And this wasn't her goal. Her goal was just to not have to buy 20 different bottles of pills and count them out and deal with it. She said, I actually did the math and I'm saving money by getting them with care of because she said for me to buy all these pill boxes separately or pill bottles separately and, and use them over the course of a month. She's like, it's, it's not a, it's not like she's saving like a hundred bucks, but she's saving money. She's saving money by doing this. So, you know, go go check this out. This is a really nice thing uh, to do, and the and they even have cute little inspirational messages on the packs for you. And it, but it's a very very nice system. And for traveling, you say oh, I'm going to be gone three nights. You just grab three packs. It's done. You're done. It's mm-hmm. awesome. So you're going to get twenty five percent off your first month 
of personalized care of vitamins by going to take care of take care of.com slash well no, that's it but then you enter the code hmm. the code you know you can put the slash or yeah. not it's up to you take care of they've got to configure if they got to configure correctly it shouldn't yeah shouldn't nginx knows what it's doing uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you're going to use the code back to work one word that's the key so go to take care of.com code is back to work 25 percent off your first month of care of vitamins i think everyone should try this and if you're like me you'll try it and you might actually i notice a difference i feel better and uh it, it's just it's just better so go check it out and you know what, if, nice you, if you put on there, if you put on there mm, that you mm, like, mm. they'll say what other issues are going on. You can put, oh, sometimes I don't sleep so good or sometimes I want more energy or whatever that they'll throw in a couple extra things in there. That'll be like, here's the thing you take when you can't sleep so good. Or here's the thing you take when you want some more energy. It, and, and it's, and your favorite, it's a lot of it's powder that you can just pour right in your mouth and Love tastes the good. Powders. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Carol. Thanks, Carol. I feel like I can't find this in my notes anywhere. I feel like, like my bat, time, like a rib or what? something is just not like what? it's out. It's like it's out of place or something. Like I got a, a rib, a rib yeah, a in rib. my back. It's like out of, it's like out of place. It could be your kidneys. No, cause it's high up. And my chiropractor, whenever I go in there, she's always like, oh yeah, your mm-hmm. rib is out. Hmm. And so your I've learned to tell when it's out and I need her mm-hmm. to click it back in, but she's gone for this whole week. Thanksgiving. And that's the fine, the fine narrow part of the back rib. Yeah, I just can't. You don't want to get that wrong. I can't get it. You know, like I used to have it where if if I, if I pressed my -hmm. hands on my chest, like by the sternum and pulled and then sort of shrugged back at the same time. No, I I can imagine doing that. I feel it click back in, but it won't do it now. I think I need her. I do a thing when I'm trying to relax at night or during a meditation. I do a thing, especially when I'm laying down, I realize that depending on how, um, I may not know how much my back is stressed out, but if I do a thing where when I lay down, I slowly, how do I describe this? I slowly push back my shoulders mm-hmm. as I'm sort of lifting my sternum. Imagine yes. you're trying to look like Donald Trump Jr. That yes. thing where he seems to jut his sternum out and you'll feel this like. That's what I'm like, talking about. Yeah. But you, it, might be, you might be stressed. But it won't do it. It won't click back in. Oh no, that's no good. You, you got to catch. It sounds like you got to catch. It's hung up there. on something in there. Bone, bone, bone density. Ups. Yeah, bone density. Uh, I had a name for this segment a long time ago, and it was too clever by a half, so I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but remember, did we have a segment for at least a couple weeks a few years ago that was like uh, like a cool thing I learned this week or a thing you think everybody else knows? Remember that? Yes, I do. Kind of, right? Yeah. I just wanted to mention something um, because it goes to my Flintstones anecdote. You know, the last week or so, there's this thing that's been passed around on non-nerd Twitter, mm-hmm. which is, let me go find this. It does like the dark web, right? It's like non-nerd the dark web, Twitter. yeah. He's running. It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of jokes. Um, it's like dad joke Twitter. Um, so this is a tweet from Chrissy Briere Davis. Not, somebody, not to be confused with Chrissy Teigen. Or Chrissy Gruyere, which is a kind of cheese. Okay. Uh, somebody had sent her this thing. It's, you can find it in notes. And somebody had sent her a, a text showing how you press down the space bar to like move into like touchpad mode. Mm-hmm. And in, in that they said, if you click and hold the space bar, you can move the cursor instead of trying to drag the cursor itself with your fat thumb, lol. And she said, how come you guys never told me this iPhone trick? I feel duped. And 120,000 people liked this. 53,000 people retweeted this. And I can't even tell you the innumerable, the huge number of people, especially on non-nerd Twitter, who were like, oh my God. 
this is amazing. Why did I never know this before? Right. Now, of course, you go to nerd Twitter and nothing's fun. Because it's either about, okay, now this is going to lead me to do a Medium post about how Apple has discoverability problems, or even worse, you're going to get the people who are saying, you're such an idiot, everybody knows you can do this. Mm. You know what? Not everybody knows you can do this. Shut up. What is Somebody that? just found out something really cool. You gain nothing in life. You gain nothing in life by trying to make those feel Talking about the space bar thing. Tell everybody about the space bar thing. Yeah. You harm no one. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to repeat this here on this show yeah. in the week after this has already gone around. Did you know that on a recent version of iOS, if you're in a field that can be typed in, you can do a long press on the space bar. You'll notice that all the keys lose their letters and turn into like outlines. You're now in touchpad mode. You can now move your thumb around vertically, horizontally, diagonally to edit text. And if you're on an iPhone as opposed to an iPad... Even if you knew that, did you know that if you press a little harder, you can select a word, whatever word your cursor is in, and begin dragging up and down to select text? I'll bet you at least one person listening to this show did not know that. And if you didn't know that and you learned it, don't feel bad. Feel awesome. You just learned something so cool. Stop shaming other people because they haven't learned something that you know. Knowledge does not end with you. Knowledge passes through you if you're a decent human being. Stop trying to make other people feel bad about what you already quote-unquote know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I do. Okay, so here's two more. These are things I discovered this week. Um, there's a finger editing tip. Okay, there's that. Um, you know what? I, uh, I've become such a fan of the Echo family of products uh, that I find myself wanting to be able to talk to the Apple TV, not by hitting the remote, but just by talking into the air. Did you know that you can say to your phone or your HomePod, not your watch, unfortunately, that you can say, hey, dingus, pause the Apple TV? Oh, that's handy. Did you know that? No. I didn't know that. I just learned that. Now, uh, you can certainly do that with the device, but I don't want to. My, my daughter is the couch commander. She's holding the device. I want to be able to yell into the air. That's kind of cool. There's other stuff you can do with the HomePod and the Apple TV. It's a little bit dicey. One problem here is it's kind of hard to find out all the things you can do, because if you search for Apple TV, Siri, even Siri HomePod, you get a lot of stuff about using the Siri remote. Right. But that's one of my new tips. That's new to me. Did you know that? Did you know that you can pause Siri using your HomePod or your phone without touching any buttons? I, I, I mean, I didn't know that. That's, that's one of mine. I got another one. This is, this is one of those, I cannot believe I never knew this things. So... Um, you're not a big Apple Watch guy. Do you use, utilize, ever look at the Apple Health app on your phone? I have, um, but not, but not a lot. Not a lot. I've wondered something for so long, which is, okay, for a long time, I've had, I had a Fitbit for a long time, mm -hmm. then I also got an Apple Watch. I've had, since then, I had various Fitbits, various Apple Watches, and perhaps you folks out there have wondered something I've always wondered, mm. which is, how do it know? <laughs> like, how am I not getting... On a day when I took uh, 9,000 steps, how come it's not registering as somewhere around 18,000 steps? Mm -hmm. It seems like it would, right? Or with sleep. I've got all these different sleep dinguses that all have rights to, you know, yeah. read and write data. It, but it's not saying I slept 47 hours last night. Right. Or, you know, for that matter, 16, 32, whatever, right? Are you following me so far? Yes. So I've always wondered, how, how do it know? Do you know how it know? No. My guess was, here's my guess, because I never knew there's any, even any way to address or discover what this was. And now, now I, I'm the one who's like, I can't believe I never knew this. I always assumed that it would favor the native Apple product 
and that it might integrate some data from another app in some kind of smart way. But I assumed it was doing some kind of average, some kind of leveling, because it would be really obvious. If it were were getting all the various ways that you could get, say, step data, your step numbers should be incredibly off. And mine never were. Mm. So how did this happen? This happened yesterday uh, when I'd had a really good night's sleep on Sunday night. And so on Monday, I was looking at the health app. And, you know, I've clicked on like the show all data. I've clicked on if you're so if you're in a kind of trackable thing, you usually have little not buttons, but whatever you call those areas you can go to one of which is you can look at the data and it'll show you. And I've always gone in there and looked and seen like the different ways that data gets gathered. Like your phone does little dribs and drabs of data throughout the day. Your watch dribs and drabs of data. Fitbit tends to do it in big blocks etc., depending on what the app is. But you go in and see that there are perhaps, for me, I have at least three apps that, that track sleep actively. And I can go and see the different ways that each one of those, at the very basic level, every sleep app has that I know of has at least two basic things. It quantifies how much time you quote-unquote spend in bed, and it quantifies how much time you slept. Right. Pretty, pretty basic yeah, But then each app has its own way of saying, like, how awake, how asleep. And you go and you look at that, and I'm like, that's so strange. This number adds up to a lot more than the number that I slept. And then I clicked on the data sources, right? So you can go in and see which apps have the right to read and write sleep data. And you know what I noticed? What's that? An edit button that I'd never noticed before. Hmm. And you know what happens when you hit an edit button? Well, edit button turns it into a different view where you can do stuff like delete rows and stuff like that. Guess what? When I hit the edit button, I got a little drag thumb next to every service that's pulling down data into Apple Health. Really? And I went down and I went to the bottom and I read the goddamn text. You can change the order of which app or service wins on Apple Health. And it And then after you change it, it takes a second, all of your readings on your graphs change based on the one you've now chosen. Mm. So if you know that your Fitbit is much more accurate at steps, you can go in and say that's the one that wins. You can go in and put them in order. There's a cascade and it will pull down the data based on the order that you have put it in. So if one's lacking data, it gets it from somewhere else. This is how you avoid having like too many meditation minutes if you've got different services. Oh, right, right, right. Did you ever know that? Did you know you can change the order in Apple Health per activity? No idea. no idea. So, you know, every day somebody's born who's never seen the Flintstones. That's right. I thought that was, I, anyway, for anybody who's using the health app, you know, tweet at me if you didn't know that and you think it's cool. Because I did not know that and I think it's cool. I didn't know that either. So, I mean, is, do you, are you seeing the health app then as like the, the goal of it being the repository for all of the different sources of health data that it's supposed to feed into that from everything else, Fitbit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And some of them just don't play with that. Is that right? Like the fit you, you want were to saying be Fitbit the reposit- You want it to be the, well, like we said, the, uh, the cloud is truth, right? You want it to be where all the stuff goes that you're tracking and you want it to be correct and intelligent about how it's, it's getting that information. Mm-hmm. It gets confusing though, because so many of these things talk to each other, right? And you really see this in something like if you go to exist.io and you have an account there, you go in and from a pull-down menu, select which of the available linked-up services it uses for various things. 
And I mean, it's real simple. Like for, for weather, it's basically dark sky or nothing. Mm-hmm. For steps, you can choose various things. And then as with all of these dumb ecosystems, just like with smart homes, you never know what's going to work with which how. And <laughs> you never know. And Exist does that by letting you select the canonical source, throw out all the data from these other ones and only use this one. Um, and the idea here is if there's something that you know is more accurate or reliable or gives you a different and better quality of data, mm-hmm. you could make that the canonical source of that. So if you don't want your, and I don't know how phones are tracking steps, but it says they have phone, that pedometer type thing in there in the, in the phone. Yeah. So you can choose. So what, I mean, what I've done is I have, there's an array of all your various iOS devices and watch OS devices usually at the top. I would say it's probably a good idea to let those win. But then below that, you can have stuff like have my Fitbit, et cetera. So if for one, if some, let, let's say, I mean, the one that's a real dead end is, uh, uh, standing stand hours. Yeah. Like the only source of stand hours that I'm aware of is an Apple watch. So if you have your Apple watch off, it's currently not tracking. If you're standing mm. everything, almost everything else I can think of, you can get from other places. There's various quote unquote meditation apps I use that all feed into mindful minutes. Um, obviously there's step trackers. I use uh, Withings scale that you know brings in weight and you know fat percentage and stuff like that but yeah so you can go in and uh, i mean again maybe everybody else in the world who cares about this knows this but i do care about this and i never knew it and now a mystery is solved for me you have the ability in the health app to choose which services to prefer over others and then the rest it just becomes a cascade i didn't know that i'm pretty smart about this stuff and i didn't know that that's pretty interesting yeah i'm no dunning kruger but i am pretty smart (laughs) Anyway, don't shame people. John Syracuse has a, a phrase for this. What There's a it? phrase when you're in like, it's some methodology. Well, to know, I know why people are shaming. I figured, I just figured it out. It just came to me like a flash. Why? Why? Okay. Because of the, it's because of the titles of the article. So the title of the article will be, and here's, here's the title of the article that I'm, I'm seeing so much of this. It will be discover the one trick that will completely change your game mm-hmm. on the iPad. And we're freaking out right now. So I'm, I want to know the one trick. I want to freak out and I want to do it right now. Yeah. So, so I'm going to tap the link or click the link and there's an article and it doesn't say it right up at the top. There's a paragraph. It's amazing to me how many people are using their iPads every single day and have no idea about this incredibly time saving trick. That's incredibly valuable. I told everyone about it last month. And so here is exactly how it works. I was walking down the street and I saw a friend who was sitting and it goes on like this. Now you're five or six paragraphs in. And finally, it gets to the point where it, here's the actual trick. Hold down the space bar, becomes a trackpad, oh, slide the thing around. And I'm like, I just wasted all of this time getting oh, so, to this so, stupid part of the article that tells me the stupid trick. And now you're like, now I'm enraged. I have to take the rage out on somebody. I'm going to take it out on this stupid person that wrote it and every stupid human being on the whole planet who didn't already know this trick because my time was just wasted and all of you must be destroyed. And that's that's why they're doing it because they can't I, control I, their rage. Okay, for the for the blogging types, yeah, I totally buy that. Like, you know, you have one kernel of information you actually learned from somebody else, and so without credit or attribution, you have to announce that you've discovered this thing. And so, but you need, <clears throat> you need to proceed that with four or five paragraphs of blah blah blah. Um, 
Here's another way to look at it. I, I can't think I can't think of a particularly great analogy for this, but imagine imagine you're like a little kid mm-hmm. and you discover the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're a little young to be watching those, but we've all had things that we were a little young to watch that we became very attached to. Yeah. It could be Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, it could be it could be Percy Jackson, like whatever it is. But imagine you like start watching this series of films. You know what? Another example might be the movie Clueless. Like you discover oh, something yeah. that you really love. And when, and so you, you're a little kid, you've seen this movie and like, like a little kid, maybe you've seen it five times. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. That's the text. The text is the movie. And then at some point you, uh, you say, wow, oh my God, there's books about this. This is so cool. There's actually, there's books about Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Now you were joyful about enjoying those movies. And now, in a, di- in a different way, as you're growing up, now you're joyful to find out that they're based on books, and you can go read those books, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can go read Harry Potter. Yeah. You can go read oh, what's Clueless based on? I forget the book, Emma. But like, you can go and like go read the book that that's based upon. And so your headline is: There's this thing I discovered and loved, and I just found out that there's an even deeper world to this that I can go explore, which is I can go and read the books. Mm-hmm. So your headline is. Life is cool and it just got better. You know what everybody else's headline is? Nobody reads anymore. People are stupid. Right? Yeah. So you take this thing that's like a joy, and now you're yelling at a little kid because they didn't know about those. And, and because you're a super fan. Like you're you're like you're Johnny Pottermore. And like you know everything about uh, about <laughs> the wizards and the angels and whatever. Like, you know, it just really stop for a minute and put yourself in somebody else's situation. And like does that really need to turn into something where you're scolding other people the way that I am right now? See, the kid does not deserve to be scolded. The woman who learned about that touch thing does not deserve to be scolded. You, my friend, the listener, who's looking down your nose at those people, you're the one who needs to be scolded. Education, the whole basis of learning things is to assume that there's stuff out there that you don't know, there's stuff out there other people don't know, that there are problems we can solve in the world, and there are things that we can learn because information just moves around and we help each other out. I'm just so dispirited with the attitude of people who see the passing of any information to another person as useless because they already knew it, as stupid, because they've known it forever, or is the sign of some larger world of decay. Well, you know what the world of decay is? Shut up. Stop being that way. Don't act like you have arrived somewhere that other people haven't or can't arrive at. I'm going to stop talking about this now, but I think it's really frustrating. And it's kind of sickening to watch, and you all are grown-ups and should know better. Stop doing that. Yeah, shame on them. Shame on them. Over. Did you have one more thing to tell me about? Yeah, I want to tell you about Fratch. Books. You got get your bell under control Dan, over there. Dan, everybody knows about fresh books. You don't need to do this. Uh, Everybody's already just, heard of fresh books. Should I just skip it then or just skip it? Just go read a book. You don't think there's anyone alive who's not yet you every day somebody's born who has not learned about fresh books. So we've got it's our obligation to tell them. The show is about helping Obli- people. Obligation. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is the thing. I'll make it simple because it's important and the more simple your message is, the more important it becomes. Fresh this books, is true because it rhymes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Fresh books makes it incredibly easy to get a handle on invoicing, but it's more than that. They let you accept online payments from your customers. They let you manage your mobile expenses. They have this very cool uh, projects feature so you can share messages with your clients, your contractors, your employees. 
They have great notifications. They've got a feature called Insight. That's what lets you know that when you have sent your client an invoice, it'll show you whether they've seen it or not. There's no more guessing games. But they also have other really cool things like multi-currency invoicing, automatic uh, late payment reminders, everything that is a hassle and a nuisance about getting yourself paid, they're there to make it easy. And I mentioned the online payments. With two clicks, you can get yourself set up to receive online payments. So now when a customer or client comes to you, think of how the time and effort and energy this would save you, especially if you're a small business owner, a freelancer, uh, no, I can a tell podcaster. You it's real, it's real it's right? Real. It's real. It is It is real, yeah. So yeah, good. I mean, when people think of invoicing, I think they think of filling something out in pages and right. printing it and mailing it. Right. This is, there's two parts of this that are real important. Well, several parts that are important. But one, one part that's important is like the invoice. Yeah, that's the artifact that you move around electronically. But it also lets you get paid, man. They got payment gateways. That little piece of electronic paper goes out to somebody who theoretically wants to give you money. You make it easy for them to give you money. You say, how do you want to give me money? And you accept the money. And then you do your work. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You can learn more by going to freshbooks.com slash back to work. That supports the show and you'll be supporting yourself because you'll be learning something valuable. But sign up. You'll get an unrestricted 30-day free trial. What People stop me on the street and I'm like, Dan, when Dan. you say unrestricted, what does that mm-hmm. mean? A are lot of restrictions. Well, there are some services that will say you can use our service, you can use it for free, but it's like a dumbed down weak version with like half the features mm-hmm. that is not what you're getting you are getting the full monty with fresh books mm-hmm. the whole thing the whole shebang and uh and when you're ready to sign up enter back to work one word you enter that into the how did you hear about us section that supports us it gets you going with fresh books the right way you don't even need a credit card to try it give this a shot the next time even if you're only sending a few invoices uh, and and you're like i don't know am i doing enough the answer is yes. It's going to make your life so much easier. It's going to save you so much time. And you're going to be grateful to Merlin and I for making this pause at Merlin and me. You're welcome. Every day somebody's born, you know, freshbooks.com slash back to work and enter back to work when in the little, how'd you hear about us section. And uh, we appreciate it. And uh, it'll do you some good. Go check it out. Thanks. Fresh books. Thank- Thanks. Fresh books. Little bell. I like that. You're you're mixing it up. It's like you finally it's like you've been playing trombone for for 20 years and somebody finally mm. handed you one of those little muting things and everything's like wah, wah, now everything. Yeah. Well, Merlin, I want you to have a wonderful yeah, Thanksgiving with your fam. Too. You too. Have a paleo giving. I hope you have all of the treats and I hope you have a wonderful time. And thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, try to be nice to other people. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's what the you? day is about. That's what it's about. It's about that. And you watch, you watch, watch football also. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to be watching full? That's a really no, good I watch day basketball. I watch basketball now. Do you yeah, but ever since I started watching now, the Warriors aren't doing so great. They got problems. They got beef. They got beef. Kevin Durant's off his game. Everybody thinks he's might be, he might be disloyal. He's not their lab partner. He might be going somewhere else. But I'll tell you, this is a very exciting game to watch. It is the only good sport. I mean, apart from Eagles uh, football. Well, do you think that there's any possibility? Because I've never heard you even heard of you even watching any kind of sports before. You've started in with basketball. Oh, it's exciting. Do you do you think there is a possibility or an opportunity uh, that 
this may lead you into other uh, no perhaps real opposite. sports the, right i understand the opposite of that literally the opposite it's of making that. you it hate is, other it sports. is the it is the the unceasing um speed and pace of basketball yeah. that makes it so exciting i can't imagine watching a baseball game at this point in my life i mean like <laughs> like if they go to the playoffs i'll watch it blah 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 but like any basketball game today is so different from a basketball game i watched as a kid it's an utterly different sport the shot clock is has turned these people into maniacs you have to be so freaking fast in this game it is just unrelenting um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I get why people like different sports and everybody should like what they like. But like the thing that brought me to this and made me excited helps that our local team was, you know, is pretty good at it. But it's also just that the sport itself is just um, breathtaking to watch. When you're watching two sides who are very, very good, defense has gotten very hard in basketball unless you really specialize in it. It is so hard to get around these very large men who can do a layup. Either they're going to get the layup or they're going to get the foul for the layup. Or what these folks are doing with three-point shots is just bananas. Shots that would have been like record book stuff when I was a kid. People were just making 18, 20 a game. It's very exciting to watch. But, you know, nothing, nothing against anybody else's sports. Do you get into the, be the happy, personalities of the people when you're watching as well? Or are you? Yeah, maybe- I really, I do. I do. You can see it. You can kind of see it on their faces. That the way that like Kevin Durant versus Clay Thompson versus uh, Draymond Green, all these guys, they carry themselves very differently. And you can see on the court. And then you got Steve Kerr, who's kind of a handsome man. Do you think that it's easier, uh, it's almost in a way easier to get to know them because there are fewer basketballers yeah. than there are other team members on different yeah, kinds of yeah, sports. Yeah, they're not wearing they're not wearing helmets or hats. Like you can you can see their butts. Like you can see they're just people out there. But then an exciting thing that happened the other night, like I see the Warriors are having I don't actually care about sports. I just like watching it. But uh, they've been having kind of a, a rough patch lately, especially on the road in Texas, and they weren't doing very well. Steph Curry's out with a groin thing and it's just there's lots of problems. But they brought out almost the entire team two games ago was like guys from the bench. These three guys that look like De La Soul and they and these other the other guy and they came out there and they were great. It was so exciting to see this team that has th- at least three, maybe five of the best players in the NBA, maybe two of the best players of all time, to see like a bunch of like backbench young guys come out there is mind boggling. Just to watch their energy and their enthusiasm. It's so fun. You know, and they don't get hurt so much. You don't get like the brain damage and stuff. That's the Is one it- thing that as as we have learned more and more about football, that it does take the enjoyment out of it for me. And I don't I don't see how it couldn't for you. And it's just that's the part that I oh, wish I didn't it, mean I didn't mean to take a pot No, shot no, there. but it it's true and this is something I think about a lot. It's like I, I hate that aspect of it. It it makes it hard for me to enjoy it the way I did when I was blissfully ignorant of the yeah. suffering. Well, and, and I mean, the, the hard hitting was one reason people enjoyed it until fairly recently. That that was, if you weren't hitting hard, it wasn't like a fun game to watch. Right. And it's also fascinating because when football first started out, it the padding was fairly minimal. They had thin leather padding. But because of that, the goal wasn't to go out there and kill someone. It was to get the well, ball. And it was unusual to have a guy who weighed 300 pounds hitting it. Yes. Like, people have gotten bigger. They've gotten bulkier. They've gotten stronger. And now, I mean, in this game, a lot of it, the way you're getting fouls, you're drawing fouls, you're fouling to stop a shot because you think, oh, maybe this person's not so good at the at the free throws. But... You know, then there are fouls, like a flagrant foul. Like the other night, this guy, like, you know, it was just short of a flagrant foul. You can't grab the head or the neck. But, you know, you grab somebody's arm and they may bring the boom down on you because that's, you know, 
Anyway, I, I'm not here to be a, a booster for this. It is fun to watch. I want people to be happy. I want people to have a safe Thanksgiving. I want people to try to be nice to each other and to share information rather than hoard it. That's all I ask. Okay. Don't hoard. I can. I mean, we can do all that. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. <laughs>